Hello and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan of Neo News Today. In episode 62 of the NNT pod, I sat down and spoke with Keith Hudnall, the CTO of Elemental Computing Inc., which is the company behind Elements, a server backend engine for games and applications that require cloud connectivity. In this episode, Keith and I talked about industry trends, what server-side solutions entail, why the team chose Neo as its first partnership with a blockchain entity, NFTs and their potential purposes, and much more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation with Keith as much as I enjoyed having it. So today we are speaking with Keith Hudnall. He is the CTO of Elemental Computing, Inc. How are you doing today, Keith? Doing wonderful. Thanks uh, so much for having me. (laughs) Totally. Um, I'm really excited to be hosting you because for the past maybe six or seven episodes, we've had core ecosystem folks come on and join or people who participated in the hackathon. And this is really interesting because Elemental Computing, Inc. is partnering with NEO and is providing something that I think is very important, but maybe myself and a lot of the listeners haven't heard of before. So before we jump into what the product is, which is Elements, can you just share with us a little bit about your background? I see that you studied computer science and then you went into gaming design and you've had a slew of really interesting professional experiences as well. So could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you learned and what you've done for the past the time you've been in this career? Yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah, like you mentioned, uh, I studied uh, computer science at uh, my first college and that didn't really pan out for me at the time. And I bounced over and decided to focus on game uh, art and design, heavy emphasis on like 3D modeling, animation, stuff like that. And then after graduating, I realized, you know what? This is very competitive and not nearly as lucrative as uh, being a programmer. So I went back to CS <laughs> and uh, in 2008, me and a few other people started uh, Amazu Studios. And over the years since then, we've worked on so many things, uh, games, apps, medical devices, AR, VR, uh, SDKs, plugins, toolings, websites, uh, casino tables, (laughs) just, you know, pretty much you name it, we've probably dabbled in it. But one of the problems, well, first, it it was great working on so many different it really was. And it was really enriching. We got to learn so much. But one of the problems is that there wasn't much that was really reusable. We work on one thing, like, you know, work on a VR versus a casino table. You can't reuse really anything there. So we're like, you know, it'd be great if we could actually start making something that we could reuse and make life easier, A, for us, and make projects cheaper for, for our clients. And so we started contributing to elements really before we even had a name for it, just as like a common, sort of a common case at repository code. And over time, as it grew, we came to see it that, you know, that it could be valuable and useful to uh, other devs, you know, as, as much for, for them as it has been for us, especially devs that don't have that much server experience, because that is very much a specialty. <laughs> Basically, like the goal now is to streamline the process and not necessarily require uh, the dev to know like lower level network code or anything like that. We were talking about this earlier. I'm not a developer. I'm not from the technical side of all of this. 
And uh, maybe we'll just like hammer home a little bit on this point. So you said that you worked on VR, AR, you worked in in uh, healthcare, you also did casino tables. So I'm assuming that you did a lot of different backend type of support for bringing these things online. And maybe you noticed that there was um, some, you had to do this unique each time. So you didn't have the standard or this operating procedure. So maybe you could just share with me a little bit about what makes Elements so unique and why did you need to build this server side solution? What is the server side solution? Basically, we like to think of Elements as a server engine much like you might have a game engine, take, for example, like Unreal or Unity. So, you know, for those who don't entirely know what an, en- you know, what an engine is in this case, it's basically something that kind of has all the, the common, you know, coding use cases that drives the underpinnings of your application or game. Take, for example, like a 3D game engine. You need to be able to place things in 3D space, arrange them, you know, add the effects and stuff like that. And that's typically done via scene graph. And not many people in the right mind would, you know, want to roll a scene graph from scratch. So, you know, they turn to a game engine to save them both time and money. Um, not to mention all the tools built around that just to make their life easier. So in the same vein, Elements is a server engine that provides a lot of stuff that developers might want, you know, from the server side for their applications. It's just right out of the box. So they don't have to reinvent the wheel. So we have user and profile, single sign-on, built-in database, inventories, leaderboards, matchmaking, uh, quest systems, cloud functions, which, by the way, are about 20 times faster than Amazon Lambda. (laughs) Got to throw that in there. And uh, yeah, it's it's really just one-stop shop for for everything you might need there. So is Elements a cloud solution itself? Like if I'm a game developer... Will I be like downloading a software developer kit? Will I be connecting to an API of some sort? Or will there just be like a base of kind of like templates or modules that are available to me? I mean, first of all, uh, developers can kind of hit the ground running. Uh, for those that, who have used the, the Neo tools, uh, there are some similarities there. We've Elements is using Docker. Uh, so a lot of the different aspects are or containerized, uh, which means you can also run things locally on your computer. So you can create your entire development environment just locally on your computer and test directly against that. One of the other cool things is that it's uh, very easy to, uh, to deploy as well. So what we plan to do with Elements is allow developers to get these containers free of charge and just take it for a spin. You know, you can get the whole thing up and running. And once it's uh, you know, tested and you're, you're satisfied that it's working, you know, debugged, everything else, then you have a few other options. Uh, we plan on offering it as a uh, SaaS product or software as a service, uh, starting with AWS and then moving on to other uh, cloud providers. And that's more of like the, you know, the simple one-click solution. You, know, you just want to get up, up and going. You click it. There it is. It's deployed for you. Uh, you copy your configuration over. You're up and running. Uh, we also have more of like the, the enterprise solution if you, you know, want to run on your own. Uh, custom infrastructure, something like that also. And that's, you know, when they say like, please contact sales, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those because <laughs> there's, there's always going to be a little bit of a finagling there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm really interested to hear who I, maybe not who, but like what platforms does Elements benefit? Does it, does it, is it for mobile applications? Is it for decentralized applications? Is it PC gaming? Is it consoles? Who is your target developer audience? 
honestly, everyone, it's, it's completely platform agnostic. And uh, I, I know the old saying, you know, that the best way to uh, make no one happy is to try to make everyone happy. But that's really, I think, what we've achieved here is we made something that could really be used for just about any purpose, it, at least, you know, involving cloud computing. Well, it seems like you've made some people happy because I took a peek at your client portfolio and you have a lot of different types of, of folks who are using Elements. Uh, who are some examples of some of your clients that you serve right now? I wish I could name them all, but we can't. <laughs> it is private distribution. Not everything's been released. But uh, I guess one notable one is we, we are going to be using it in our game that's uh, going to be coming out hopefully soon. But yeah, uh, like with uh, the casino stuff, we devised sort of a, a remote update distribution system. There's a few people just want it for sign-in. There's some people actually just want it for leaderboards. And we're already in talks with some people about the uh, you know the NFT side of things, which I know we're going to get to here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's something I do want to get into, talk about NFTs and talk about NEO, obviously. But I also want to pick your brain because... This is, uh, you're in the gaming industry or a lot of your clients are in the gaming industry. So you get to rub elbows and talk with folks who are building games all day long. What is some of the broader industry trends you're seeing right now with maybe traditional type gaming entities and their perspective on blockchain and how are they thinking about integrating blockchain into their games? So yeah, I'll be honest, there hasn't been the best response to NFTs and games. Honestly, it's gone from, you know, at least with the people we've talked to, from uh, people being completely openly against it to, to lukewarm. And honestly, I think a lot of that just comes down to lack of understanding about, you know, the true potential of NFTs. And honestly, in my opinion, this is kind of the perfect time for us to get on the ground floor of this. I mean, NFTs aren't going to go anywhere. Crypto isn't going to go anywhere. Like it's only going to get bigger and bigger. And I think there's a lot of hesitance to be the the first mover. And you'll see that in just about any industry. And I think this is where elements can provide a lot of value in being sort of a an enabler in the system. Um, it'll create that toolkit for developers to to easily add NFTs, and it'll help teach people, you know, what are the different use cases and what's the real value of this. So, for example. You know, right now we have NFTs pretty much purely as, as images and collectibles. And really, they can be so, so much more, almost like an access code to something. Or <laughs> uh, and it can be, you know, tied to any sort of digital assets, be it books or, you know, special edition content for something, you know, videos. You can be as creative as you want to. I, I've even seen some cool ideas where people actually store goodie bags or unlockables within them, you know, <laughs> like you burn the NFT and you, you unlock the, you know, whatever it is. Like, yeah, there's so many cool things you can do with it. And I think this is why us making a game and then maybe even like a demo project or something like that on top of it to really highlight some of these use cases is going to be very valuable. I mean, even Unreal had to have Unreal Tournament back in the day to say like, hey, look what you can do with our engine, you know? <laughs> it's interesting that it's NFTs that brought your company, your entity into exploring the blockchain space. Was that conversation just not happening in the past couple of years when blockchain was mainly used for maybe payments online or for utility tokens? Was there just not as much interest as you're starting to see now? 
yeah, it was partly the limitations on how people could pay for things, uh, at least on the major like distribution platforms. You know, Apple and Google kind of have a tight lock on that stuff. You know, PlayStation, Xbox, it, it, you're just kind of limited in, you know, the ways you could actually pay for things. Also, there's a bit of environmental concern. You know, I, I think, you know, Bitcoin is what resonates in most people's minds when they think it's crypto. And proof of work, we've all seen all the articles about, oh, it uses so much energy. And that's also one of the things that really drew us to, to NEO is its consensus mechanism and how green that is comparatively. But yeah, I think, you know, and this goes back to the lack of understanding when people see all these new projects coming out and the different ways you can use this and the different ways that it's actually being managed and handled, I think it'll start to drive a lot more adoption. Yeah, a lot of the conversations I'm having with gaming and with NFTs right now, kind of, there's a broad spectrum, sort of. So uh, on a recent podcast episode, we were speaking with somebody who's examining integrating NFTs and new pay-to-earn or um, play-to-earn sort of types of games and how that might make the subscription model a bit outdated for how games are played paid paid for right now. So NFTs are potentially offering new ways for uh, subscriptions or for payments. And then there are other NFTs that are trying to create utility beyond just being a piece of artwork. And I think something that I picked up from what you were saying is that maybe even an NFT can be used as a token to help log a user into a game or or help uh, the game recognize who this individual is. So now that we're kind of going into Elements being a server-side solution and Neo, which has over the past few years really hammered home that it's trying to become the developer-friendly blockchain. Uh, and you were starting to talk about containers. And I know that during the, the Launchpad hackathon we recently had, that there were some Docker images that helped make it easier for developers to develop locally. So maybe we can kind of transition a little bit into... What does this partnership with Neo look like? And what are you using the blockchain for or the Neo ecosystem tools for? And how are you going to apply that to elements? Sure. So I think I'm going to answer in the reverse order here. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, first off, I uh, just want to say the reason why we chose Neo as opposed to other ones, I mean, there's, there's a wide variety of reasons. I think Neo is great, and I, ju- I just kind of want to highlight some of that stuff. So, um, first of all, you know the multitude of languages. It just happened to line up with you know the languages we're currently using for Elements and a lot of our development code. So that was awesome. Single block finality. It's huge reassurance. I mean, if I were someone using an enterprise tool and they said, "Well, you know, some things might actually get rolled back, and that's out of your control," I don't know if I'd want to use that. You know. <laughs> Also, the fact that, you know, out the gate, it was quantum-proof, uh, non-forkable, you know, similar reason. Also, the uh, the native tools, uh, which I'll get into the use cases there a little bit. But also, you know, just having those native tools. Like, I, I know people say, for example, like Ethereum. Oh, you, you know, it'll have, uh, you know, the file system or it'll have the, uh, the Oracle on a sidechain. But do I really want to worry about dealing with another set of tokens, another sidechain, another third party managing something that may or may not stay up to date. Like the fact that this is all native in one place is, is actually a big deal for us. And like I mentioned before, DBFT, proof of stake, much greener than proof of work. 
the gas fees are very, very low as compared to other ones, which is also good. That's going to drive adoption for sure. And yeah, I mean, just all this and more just made me the obvious choice for, for an enterprise tool. So we uh, plan to basically create uh, an admin tool um, that'll allow people to manage their NFTs and deploy them. Really, the, the big thing for us, I think what, what makes elements or using elements cool on top of being able to do this is that these NFTs will tie into our built-in inventory system. So say, for example, you know, you have uh, a game and you have like the, the 20 bronze stars or whatever, and you enter a tournament and, hey, you know, I win the gold star. Well, now that gold star could be an NFT. And you just see it alongside your 20 bronze stars in the game. However, you could go outside the game and trade that, sell that, do whatever you want, whatever the developer allows you to do. So in that sense, Neo is almost like a, like a superstructure to the cloud computing structure. Like it allows you to move things from one application to another outside of that. You know, users can monetize that. They can do whatever they want. And I, I just think that's, that's really neat. Like, you know, I want to trade that gold star for the gold sword in some other game. You can do that now. Uh, so it really enables a lot of like creative use cases here, I think. That's really cool. I've never heard of a blockchain being added as part of like the cloud stack. And then think of it as a superstructure where you can have this item represented in a game, but then also be sold uh, on a secondary market. And to start thinking of those two as like a, a single sort of way to to build out an application and use infrastructure and things of this nature. So does this mean that you're looking into uh, distributed storage networks on NEO like NEOFS? Or are you planning on storing your NFTs on the elements end of the stack? Where does the information that gets stored, where you where is a user going to expect to to see that stored somewhere? So yeah, we are drawn to NeoFS for two reasons. One, uh, it's it's a simple integration and it gives people an option that's much easier to set up uh, than say like S3 or something like that. And also it allows their assets to kind of live beyond the lifespan of that gamer application, which I think is really neat. You buy the NFT, if it's hosted somewhere and say that company goes out of business, well, you can't see it anymore. <laughs> so what have you truly bought in that case? So in this case, using NeoFS, it actually allows that asset to persist. And I think that gives them a lot more value. That said, if the developer really wants to use their own solution, host it on Elements, S3, wherever else, we're going to leave that optionality open. Cool. Yeah, I don't think uh, having a, a single place where information could be stored or requiring a single place for that information is uh, necessarily the best way moving forward, especially as we're going into more of an open source world. And that's what uh, John Devados, he, he works out of NGD Enterprise in Seattle, says is that's what makes blockchain so unique is for the first time in history, we have an economic layer baked into the protocol stack. So that's, that's really cool that you guys are planning for that open sort of movement of information uh, between networks. Now, if I am just a non-developer, I'm just a person who pays attention to the news what might be an example of like the next announcement that comes out of this partnership between Elements and Neo? Like in a month or two, will I be reading like, oh, NFTs are now interoperable between between our cloud stack and, and the Neo blockchain? Or 
what's something tangible that a non-technical person can look forward to hearing from this partnership? Yeah. So we uh, actually, within a, a day or so, uh, hopefully there'll be a retweet of um, our press release on this partnership. And then moving forward, yeah, uh, as we begin to uh, integrate these features, um, you know, we'll reach out to Neo and we'll each uh, make it public, you know, as public as we can. And I, I think we both uh, stand to, to benefit quite a bit. I, you know, Neo with uh, the new N3 release, I'm sure is trying to attract as many developers as possible. And I'm, I'm hoping that Elements can help to provide that bridge, you know, from the traditional space to the blockchain space. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to work with Neo more and, uh, and yeah, seeing, just seeing how we can help each other moving forward. Yeah, it's, it's also interesting because as you said, that Elements is acting as if the people who are walking through the door you know, when you're opening the door for the first time and we're in a wartime scenario, like the first people who open the door are the ones who might not make it, but then the door's open and everybody can flood in. So it's interesting to to kind of hear that this is uh, an exploratory relationship for you guys. And also we've hosted a few cloud providers or, or cloud focused folks, but never really uh, as they intertwine with the gaming industry, as it, as you guys have shown with the client list that you have and you're building your own game as well. So I'm wondering if moving forward, is Neo the only blockchain you're interested in collaborating with? Are you exploring other blockchains as well? I personally think that interoperability is a really big deal, especially as we move forward. And I don't think that there's going to be one blockchain to rule them all. So maybe in closing, we can kind of talk about your thoughts on uh, multi-chain interoperability and maybe how elements can help bridge uh, these chains through the service you provide. Yeah, for sure. And that, that was also a factor in our decision to use Neo was uh, knowing that they had a relationship with a was it Poly Network, I think. Yeah, just the ability to actually like transfer things from one side to the other. So, you know, offering that to developers, offering that to the consumer is, is really just going to open this up and, and make it a lot more friendly and it just feel a lot more, I don't know, real, I guess, <laughs> as a product. But yeah, in, in terms of specifics, I, I think due to popular demand, there's, there's probably going to be uh, a call for Ethereum at some point. Beyond that, though, I, I'm not entirely sure yet. I mean, Neo was definitely the top choice and you know we're very, very happy to be starting with that. So we'll just have to see where that, where that road leads us. So yeah, in, in terms of elements... Really, the the next steps for us beyond you know completing this integration <laughs> uh, is getting it beyond the tri- uh, private distribution points. Uh, right now, you can go to our page and you can sign up for email alerts and whatnot if if you are interested to hear about our uh, our progress. And obviously, we'll be tweeting out stuff too, and hopefully retweeted by Neo. <laughs> uh, but um, we really want to get it to a point where we can put it in someone's hands and they can use it without us needing to, you know, hold their hands through it. So that's going to be completing all the documentation, uh, making the tools all nice and shiny, uh, <laughs> uh, finishing the admin panel, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, actually getting a set up for the SaaS products and whatnot. Um, but it, like you mentioned before, we do have clients uh, that are already using it. Um, so it is fully functional. It's just, you know, it still requires a bit of technical expertise to get it going. So it's really just setting up the, the front end on top of it. And uh, maybe for me, the non-developer, you did drop a hint that you guys are 
making a game and that you're going to be using NFTs. So I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that uh, maybe the game will be uh, storing its NFTs or using its NFTs with Neo on the back end. If I were to ask for a random you know, time frame of when that might happen, when could I expect to p- potentially play uh, your game using an NFT on Neo? <laughs> um, hopefully early next year. We have a publisher already. So where we're working through some deals and, and yeah, hopefully early next year. However, like we discussed before, there may also be a demo app in the meantime. And you will definitely see news of that if, if that uh, comes to fruition. Cool. Well, when you have your demo app up and going, or you have your game ready for us to test out, or you have any other news as it relates to Neo, please feel free to reach out to us uh, Neo News Today. We'd love to cover your project and the progress that you guys are making move, making moving forward. And uh, I just want to say I'm personally excited to see what this melding between offering server-side solutions, integrating the Neo blockchain looks like for developers, and then also to see what kind of uh, retail front-facing uh, gaming experience you guys are going to offer for the rest of us who just like to hold Neo and, and maybe a few NFTs. So, so thank you so much for, for coming to join the Neo News Today podcast today, Keith. It was awesome to kind of expand beyond the core Neo community and to welcome a new partner to the ecosystem. I'm really looking forward to hearing everything that comes out of the work that you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Dylan. This is actually a really good time. And it's always great talking to uh, other enthusiasts. <laughs> well, we certainly look forward to hearing much more. And um, I would like to actually have you guys come back on the podcast maybe in half a year or so to see what progress has looked like. That sounds like a great plan. Sweet. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much. Well, what did you think of that conversation? I thought it was really cool to learn about the variety of projects the Elements team has worked on in the past and how they arrived at offering a server-side solution. It was also really cool to hear Keith rattle off a lot of the great characteristics and features of the Neo blockchain that excites their team. And I'm looking forward to learning more about their game that will use NFTs on Neo. To keep up to date with the latest in the Neo ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the Neo News Today podcast and the Neo ecosystem. Also, please keep Neo News Today in mind when you're choosing who to vote for on the Neo Council. We've proudly been serving the Neo community since 2017 and would be honored to be your representative. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time.